Class is in session. You're listening to Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshake. Let's go! Now, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Thank you so much for checking out today's show. This is episode 133 of the Squat University podcast. The goal of each and every one of these shows is to bring you as much value-packed content to help you move better in the gym and in life, decrease your body's aches and pains, and help you reach your true athletic potential. On today's episode, I got the chance to sit down once again with Olympian Chad Vaughn, and we discussed the ins and outs of programming specific for the Olympic weightlifter. So if you are into Olympic weightlifting or even CrossFit and you want to know more about how to program, how to get the most out of your body when it comes to developing your lifts, I think you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, we're back with another edition of the Squat University podcast. Today, I'm joined once again with Olympian Chad Vaughn. Chad, thanks so much for stopping by. Um, Today, guys, we are talking all about programming and specifically some of the principles that you can use as an athlete, as a coach, to optimize your training so that you can bring out the best potential for you in the future or your athletes in the future. So, Chad, first question for you, um, just to set the stage for everyone listening. Obviously, we know that you have had a very lengthy career as an athlete in Olympic weightlifting. You've been to the Olympics two times. Um, As far as your coaching, though, how long have you been coaching in Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit as well? I mean, yeah, hardcore in uh, CrossFit and Olympic lifting since early 2010. I started um, writing programming for a few athletes here and there just that just kind of randomly asked me through the years since probably 2007 or so. But then obviously it picked up uh, uh, in 2000 and, and got going hardcore. But I also, you know, mostly learned from programming for myself uh, probably since 2002 I program mostly for myself and obviously learn from a number of coaches through the years. Uh, first and foremost would be Richard Fleming, who was programming for me and kind of overseeing me program for myself uh, through all those years. So all the principles that I use when I write programming, really the base of it comes from experimentation with myself and then doing that with others as well. Yeah. So let's dive into this to bring some value for the listeners today. What would you say are the principles that you follow when you're programming. Yeah, definitely. I can cover those and uh, there there's a, a number of them, but I can definitely uh, cover them pretty quickly here. And uh, first of all, understanding that I want there to be three phases in any cycle that I give out. And that really is going to not matter how long that program is. And, and I literally mean that I've had an athlete, a couple athletes through the years come to me and say, or contact me on Instagram or whatever and say, Hey, I found this, um, competition that I want to do. And oh, by the way, it's three weeks from now. I'm like, okay, well, you should have contacted me a while ago, but I have written three week programs and I'm not saying that it was a great idea, but I was able to help that athlete prepare to the best of my ability and their ability by going through these three phases, um, even though it was only three weeks. Now, if it can be 12 weeks, 16 weeks or or whatever that length is, obviously um, the longer each of these phases can be, to a certain level, the better. Now, the first one is going to be focused on strength and technique. Usually that's going to be three to six weeks. The emphasis is going to be on squats, deadlifts, meaning snatch deadlifts, clean deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts, liftoffs, which are from the floor to the knee. So a portion of the deadlift and tempo work in those deadlifts as well. Also presses. We're talking about push presses, push jerks, strict presses, behind the neck, strict presses, those kind of things as well. Okay. Um, 
Anything else in there, like any snatches, cleans, jerks, and any variations of those are going to be programmed around the strength movements. And that's going to protect the body's ability to uptake benefits from that strength work that we're putting in. Okay. So obviously staying lighter with those, doing more partial snatches and clean and jerks than full heavy snatches and clean and jerks at that time. All right. The next phase is going to be power and specificity. It's going to be usually about three to six weeks as well. The emphasis is now on snatch and clean and jerk and their variations. This is going to include partial snatches, meaning something like a hip power snatch or a hip snatch or a snatch from the knee, um, but also starting to progress into more full snatches and more full clean and jerks as well. So what you're going to see during the three to six week period is a transition from mostly um, partial snatches and clean and jerks into by the end of that phase, mostly regular full snatches and clean and jerks. Now the strength is still going to be pushed, but with intensity down while being programmed around the major power movements, meaning so whereas before I was programming the Olympic lifts around the strength movements, I'm now going to program the strength movements around the Olympic lifts. Okay. Can, can you give an example yep. of that for like a, for, for a novice that maybe is just hearing this and they're like, I sort of confused by what you're saying there. Can you give like a, just a daily example? Let's say Monday's your first day in the gym from the, the strength phase where obviously we're programming the Olympic lifts around the big strength movements. Mm -hmm. And then the power phase where we're doing sort of the opposite of that. Can you give an example like day one in this and then day one in that phase where we're sort of showing the difference between that? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in phase one, it's, it's, when I write a program from scratch, the first thing I'm going to put down on paper is a squat program. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spread that out through the week um, as much as I can. For example, if it's two days a week, it's going to be something like Monday, Thursday, Monday, Friday are going to be your squat days. Or if it's a three day a week squat program, um, and those are kind of rare, but it, it's going to need to be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that middle day is probably going to be a, a really light one. But on the strength phase, it is all about getting the most that you can out of those squats. So if I put the Olympic lifts first on that day, it's going to be something very partial and very light. And so that I can put as much effort and energy on getting a lot of reps and a lot of work in with squats, something like, you know, um, a good number I like to aim for. And what you're going to see from a lot of good squat programs are 30 reps with whatever percentage you're working with, maybe that's 70 to 85% or something like that, depending on where you're at in the cycle. But the emphasis is very much on the squats and, and the strength. Um, now, once we get into the power and specificity phase, um, I do a lot of times do snatches and clean and jerks, as you know, Aaron, after the strength, even in that phase, but now we're talking about going heavier and trying to conserve a little more energy for those Olympic lifts. So if they're, we're doing those first, then you're going to see more work and more reps there a little bit heavier than it was in the previous phase. Um, and you're going to see less reps, um, on the squats, even though they, they are going to still be heavy. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. I, I like the idea of, uh, especially with the strength phase going through, like when you're writing and from a coach's perspective, even to think of it this way to actually put down and actually write out the squat program first, mm -hmm. have that all written out and then go back and sprinkle in the Olympic lifts over the top, knowing what your emphasis is. Cause I think a lot of coaches, you know, when they're planning things out, they're sort of going week by week with, with everything all together, seeing progress mm -hmm. Whereas you're like, all right, I, what's my emphasis 
it's the strength movement. So let me draw out my deadlifts or squats or presses, mm -hmm. have those all written out for that full block first, then go back in and sprinkle in the Olympic lifts over the top, knowing that I don't mm -hmm. want to kill someone and do really heavier, a lot of volume with the Olympic lifts. It's just mm -hmm. there to sort of get the technique down and then spend my energy with the strength movements and then sort of how that flips with the, yeah, power. and that's exactly right. And, and again, going back to the, the creating a program from scratch, putting the squat program down first, and let's say it's a three day a week program. Mm -hmm. We're going to go Monday, Friday are going to be your squat days. So where's best to put the deadlifts? Let's put it on the middle day. Let's put it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and if it's a four day a week program, maybe we do more deadlifts on the fourth day, but three day a week, we're going to put deadlifts and a lot of work there on the middle day. And then I can put presses where I want. Usually I'm going to do a press version on Monday and another press version on Friday. Um, and then we can start, like you said, to sprinkle the Olympic lifts in where it makes sense. Um, we can also choose the appropriate deadlift and press program that we want to, or the sets and rep schemes that we want to apply, depending on what squat program we're using. If we're using a 20 rep squat program, then I probably want to be doing a deadlift workout that has less reps in it, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that they, those kind of match together. And the same is true, uh, on the other side, if I'm doing sets of three in the squats, then maybe in the deadlift day, I can do higher reps, uh, for a certain amount of time in that phase. So, uh, definitely laying things out that way, I think is very important. And it's something that has definitely helped me as I program for myself and, and for other athletes as well, but getting into this last phase, you know, we go through the power and the power and specificity phase. Now it's about recovery and stimulation. I call it the recovery and stimulation phase. And stimulation means that we want to recover, but we also want to stay wired in and stimulated specifically uh, to the Olympic lifts, to what we're about to test, whether that be in competition or just in training as we're finishing out the, the cycle. So stimulation is very important. Yes, we want to be recovered, but we need to stay wired in as well. Usually this is going to be three to four weeks. Emphasis is uh, now on the full snatch, full clean and jerk, and optimizing those strength maintenance and, again, stimulation and recovery. All exercises and loads are selected with, with the recovery and peaking date in mind. Heavy weights are definitely still lifted, but less fre frequently as lighter loads become lighter and used uh, to encourage recovery and perfect movement patterns. So um, again, during this phase, still going to lift heavy, um, but you're going to see lighter snatches and clean and jerks in the program than you have since the beginning of the program. Um, and those are combined with those, those heavy lifts again, to help you, uh, recover and to peak. That's, that's how you peak is manipulating those percentages and those movements and exercises and those numbers. All right. So those are really the, the major basics that I follow a, a few other things that we can cover is, uh, you know, specifically talking about four days a week, because you and I have a, a program out now that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, that is. Mm -hmm four days per week and on four days per week, what you're going to see is two to three heavy days and one to two light days in this program. It's, it's typically going to be three and one. Um, we're looking at three to four exercises per day there. That's on top of, um, you know, the warm up that we're going to give you and in any cool down accessory exercises that we're going to give you as well. Um, program length, you know, you can, if you're creating one on your own, what you need to do is have a target date, whether that's a competition or a testing date that you have in mind, and then count backwards. 
and then kind of build from there. So again, if someone asked me to write them a program and their competition is 15 weeks, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to know that. And it's going to, you know, allow me to see how long each, how long I want each phase to be, how long they can be. Okay. Again, each step is, or each phase is to be completed no matter the length of the program. Um, Let's see a few other things here. Any exercise that you're doing, typically we need to be doing it at least twice a week uh, so that your body has the ability to get reps in with that exercise and improve on that exercise. One of the things that I like to use as a comparison for weightlifting program is CrossFit programming because a lot of athletes know about that. And they've, you know, we've heard so many times CrossFit programming is about our general general physical preparedness is about constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. But for weightlifting, we need a little bit of we need some ad, adaptation. Um, we need to achieve that adaptation, and then we, we need to build up on that, and then we change it from there. So instead of constantly varied, we're talking about uh, constant variables in weightlifting. There's less exercise. There's less exercises that we need to get good at and work on than CrossFit comparing mm-hmm. to CrossFit. So we're talking about constant variables that are hammered, um, adapted to, and then adjusted a little bit as we go. Okay. A few other concepts that I use, I use a value system. So I look at, uh, for example, if on day one, we're doing a heavy squat program and it's six sets of five at 80%, that's going to have a high value number. And so I just, Add those together again. If I'm combining that with a, a light power snatch, that light power snatch may be a one, and that heavy squat may be a four. So so far that day is a five, and I use that to distinguish mm. between heavy and light days, and to make sure that the volume is appropriate and and that kind of thing. One other thing is in the programs that you're going to see that we put out, there's going to be a heavy heavy light principle followed. Um, meaning within the weeks. So usually we're going to push hard for two weeks and then you're going to see either a little bit or a good amount of back off on that third week. And then we'll be able to ramp it back up and push hard for two weeks again. And that just helps us control, you know, a lot of things, um, mostly your ability to improve. You know, uh, I know you've probably all heard it many times before. It's we can't just hammer, hammer, hammer all the time hard and heavy constantly for 12 straight weeks. That's not how it works. It definitely, it, you know, I've gotten greedy many times in my career as I was programming for myself and forgot this principle and just tried to push heavy and hard all the time. And it definitely does not work as well. And if you don't set it up that way, if you don't allow yourself to rest in this way, what's going to happen is your body's going to force you to rest that's in one way true. or the other. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So. That's why I really like this heavy, heavy light principle. And what I use light weeks for in my programming is for transition week. So we are going to use a light week to transition from one phase to the other. Mm. All right. I like that. Yeah. I think, I think that that entirety of, uh, you know, the heavy, heavy light, making sure that we have those programmed light days and light weeks is something that's so important because a lot of, especially I see this with a lot of younger athletes, the, the seasoned athletes, they know it often because they have lived it like mm-hmm. yourselves where it's like, yeah, they know what it feels like when you do too many heavy weeks in a row and your body eventually starts talking back to you. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you're over the age of 30, we'll just say <clears throat> you can only have so many heavy weeks in a row. You know, when you're, when you're 20, sometimes you can go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then 
for the 20 year old, if you're trying to optimize training as mm -hmm. much as possible, most people, it's sort of that like mind blowing concept when they actually hear that you get the most gains when your body is recovering. Like mm -hmm. you have to have both ends of the spectrum. You have to have the push to be able to create the stimulus, but the adaptation doesn't occur if you don't have recovery. So those lighter weeks are just as important for the adaptation to get stronger and to get better than the heavy weeks uh, and yep. to sort of approach it that way. Because a lot of people at first, and especially when you're, when you're a younger athlete, you're like, Oh, it's a, you know, we just got 70% today. Like this, yeah. this is going to be a light day, but you mm -hmm. don't approach the training. Like every time you touch the barbell to perform a perfect rep. But when you do like understanding like, Hey, this 70%, like, I'm grooving the motor patterns to make this feel like a hundred percent because knowing that even though it's lighter weight, well, I'm working my power to a greater degree because it's lighter weight. So I can go faster and doing so I'm also recovering. So knowing that like every rep on those light days is going to pay off and allowing me to recover and hit certain aspects of the strengths, you know, velocity curve so that that next week I'm performing even better. Absolutely. And the thing is, is even if you're 20 and you can do something like heavy, 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 then light or heavy, 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 then light. So four weeks instead of two doesn't mean that it has to be that way. It doesn't mean That's that true. you should do that. You know, I think that a 20 year old will benefit more from heavy, heavy light. Um, but because why not? You know, yeah. we have plenty of time where we shouldn't be in any hurry. And in fact, if you have to, if you're a master lifter, and you have to go heavy, light, heavy, light. Hey, yeah, that's not a bad scheme right there. You know, you push for a week and then you back off for a week or even doing heavy, light or heavy, heavy, light within the weeks. And when I was doing six days a week uh, back in the day, Aaron, um, <laughs> I got to where I did that within the weeks as well. I did mm. um, day one and day two were heavy and day three was light. Day yeah. one and day two were heavy and day three was uh, again back off. And that allowed me to sustain the program that I was on for a longer period of time and get more benefit from it, help myself peak for those competitions that I was trying to get into. So that's just, that sustainability, I think is one of the key concepts that's lost on a lot of people. And mm -hmm. one, one of the things that I see with a lot of athletes that come to me, obviously as physical therapists with injury is because they're programming in the way in which they were moving, which is also another key, key concept within that it wasn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when your program and when your movement quality is sustainable, that means you have less small periods that you have to take a step back. So your mm -hmm. progress is much better. I mean, talking to Ed Cohen numerous times, he's, he's famous for saying the line that he would try to only get five to 10 pounds more on each lift within an entire mm -hmm. 12 week cycle, just five, mm -hmm. five to 10 pounds. Oh, That's yeah. it. And he's like, yeah. and then if you run four programs, five programs a year, mm -hmm. now I'm, 40 to 50 pounds heavier, mm. stronger <clears throat> within that year. And then within 10 years, you know what I'm saying? It's like, have that mm -hmm. long-term mindset. Just try to yeah. get a little bit better and trust that process and find a sustainable way to, to program in long-term, you're going to be so much better off than if you're trying to constantly run the small off program. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? For sure. And, and as a physical therapist, uh, I, I've, at least in ways heard a few other physical therapists say this before, maybe even you, Aaron, would you say that the injuries you see are more from people just doing too much or more from movement or is it kind of a combination? It's, of it's sort of a combination because if you want to think about uh, injury science, like a triangle, 
And there's sort of three parts to it. There's load, there's capacity, and then there's technique. Mm-hmm. And they sort of all play off each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, everyone has a certain set capacity to tolerate load. And everyone's going to be different based on their training history, their injury history. Certain tissues have certain capacities that are greater. But let, let's just say, you know, you and me, I'm person A, you're person B. We have different capacities to tolerate load because we have different training histories. You're a little bit older than me. I'm a little bit younger. You've been training a little bit longer at a higher level than I have. So if we're on the exact same program, you may flourish and it may be too much for me. So the loading needs to be uh, just enough to sort of push up against someone's capacity to allow them to grow but not exceed capacity because you exceed capacity too much, you end up pushing into higher Mm -hmm. injury risk. Now saying on top of that technique is what allows you to become more efficient and handle more load. And then capacity gives us better uh, or technique gives ourselves the chance to grow capacity. So they all sort of play off each other because if someone has uh, poor technique, they uh, migrate load differently amongst different tissues of the body. They make their mm-hmm. lift less or more efficient uh, to be able to tolerate loading. Um, for example, Chris Duffin's very common, uh, commonly known of saying, the better your technique, the more load I could uh, mm-hmm. absorb mm-hmm. during a training session, the yes. more uh, the quicker I could recover. Mm-hmm. If, you, mm-hmm. if you move like crap, you're not going to be able to sustain as much load. You can't maybe get all 10 sets in because your body starts being way too fatigued versus the more efficiently you're moving, the better your technique is, the more uh, efficient you're able to handle that load. So they all sort of work together. Mm -hmm. So an injury is never just movement because obviously there has to be load within it that creates the stimulus that goes over your capacity, Mm -hmm. but they all play off each other. So that's why when someone comes to me with an injury, one of the first discussions we have is what specific (laughs) exercises are creating pain Mm. we need to take those back a little bit because your capacity is not high enough right now when you have an injury your capacity starts lowering and then as we fix like let's say they have maybe a a really restricted hip that was then you know smashing into a, a poor position they have a hip impingement well we work on the mechanics to open the hip up but then we need to get back into squatting well it's been a few weeks since they've been squatting So I don't just want to have them go right back into their prior programming. So Mm -hmm. we got to start light and then we slowly ramp it back up so that they slowly increase their load tolerance and increase their capacity at the same time now that they have better technique. So it's, it's like this, it is interesting Mm -hmm. interplay of three different variables. And I've got a paper that's going to be published soon um, on, on that idea of the technique fitting within loading capacity with injury science. That's awesome. And, and I think it really fits perfectly into what I think we're ready to talk about next, which is the programming that, that you and I have now yes. have available, because I think in these programs, one, the um, the main program that we have out right now is a four day a week program, as mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And I think that's a good, well-rounded amount of days per week and volume for most athletes. You know, it's not too much. It's not not too little. And also within that, we are very focused, obviously, with you and I, that for anyone that knows us, on mobility. And so the, yes. the warm-ups that you got, you guys are going to get and go through every day if you choose to try this out, I think those alone, if you did nothing other than that, that's if you have only 15 minutes to do the workout for the day, that's what I want you to do because those are very important and, and very powerful on their own. 
There's also obviously a lot of uh, technique work written into the program as well, uh, along with the strength work and and the overall improvement that we want you to get from these programs. So I think, you know, what you just talked about there, you're going to see a good uh, well-rounding of all those things within this this program that we have. Yeah, so so guys that are everyone listening that uh, was wondering what specifically Chad's talking about. We recently, Chad and I have come out with programs before in the past uh, that are all on the trainheroic.com marketplace. Um, but specifically, we just came out with our first uh, almost follow along subscription mm-hmm. online programming that is uh, called the Squat You Club. And um, Chad is the main writer of the program, but it's all based on things that we've collaborated on over the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Um, as most people who are listening who have heard me and Chad talk before, Chad is my weightlifting coach and has been since what, 2019 now. Been, yeah, a number of years now. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of the principles and the programs uh, that you will do if you choose to sign up for this, like they're all ones that I've gone through that Chad mm-hmm. himself has gone through and Chad has written for other people, but specifically ones that we've collaborated on because of the fact that it's not just Olympic lifting program where it's like, you know, two sets of three, this two sets, you know, it's, it's not just the nuts and bolts. It also has mobility warmups. It's got programming for technique. It's got your, your nuts and bolts of the programming that progresses you through the strength, the power, the peaking faces, like we talked about today, but there's much more to it in that, it's a complete training program that also has the necessary things that we believe are, are missing with a lot of people's programming, specifically ones that you'll find on the internet. And that's the warmups that are specific to the Olympic lifts to help you maximize mm-hmm. your movement quality and lay it out there and then get into the programming. Cause we want you to move well first before you start loading up. And I think the, the warmups that we have programmed and there's videos with them all, there's explanations mm-hmm. of how to do them, you know, one, two, three, do this, then do your workout. I think that just creates the best situation for those that are like, I want to get a better clean jerk. I want to get a better snatch. Yeah. Uh, I don't have an excellent coach that I can work with in person, which obviously right. is going to be the best, but we understand yep. like there's people all over the world right now that don't always have access to an in-person great weightlifting coach. So this mm-hmm. is our opportunity to provide something out there for those that want some programming help that also don't know, Hey, how do I warm up to maximize this? How do I program mm-hmm. clean and jerk and snatch and this is it's all available on the train heroic marketplace so just google train heroic and just search uh squat university and it'll pop up it's just called the squat you club um right. and it we just started our first uh month started recently so for those that mm-hmm. obviously it starts uh month to month if someone just now is hearing this and they want to jump on what do they do yeah yeah well first of all we can certainly uh, leave a direct link in the the show notes uh, yes. for anyone that's interested in checking that out and reading more about it we have just gone through our first 2 weeks of the first cycle now those first 2 weeks and this is going to happen with any cycle that we do they're intro weeks so they're not actually a part of the real cycle that real cycle starts this next week which is the date that we're recording is November 25th so that would be November 28th yep. i believe uh on that monday If you're jumping in after that, um, what I recommend, and I've done this with a number of athletes in the past that that have kind of been in a similar situation, if you're jumping into the middle of a cycle, anywhere within the middle of the cycle without starting fresh from scratch, what you want to do is take 20% off of everything through that first week. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's a good idea to make sure that you're easing and progressing into the program appropriately. On the second week, let's go 10%. 
And then on the third week, we can maybe go with the regular percentages, but you still need to be a little bit by fill. I think that is a great, um, those are some great rules for you to follow if you're jumping in after November 28th. And then I think you'll be very well good to go to finish out the cycle as is. Now, this first cycle, a couple key points of it, it's called triple threat. That means we're the triple threat comes from we're doing tons of triples in the squats. That's basically what the squat program is. Uh, back squats on one day and then front squats on the other. The deadlifts that you're going to see in the beginning are a little bit higher rep because of the lower reps in the squats. Uh, presses are going to be lots of push presses and behind the neck strict presses uh, to help, you know, the behind the neck strict press is going to help you with your mobility as well, um, but also get some strength in an area that a lot of people miss. Olympic lifts, like I talked about in the general programming principles are going to be a lot of partial stuff. There will be some regular full movements in there but with the weight a little bit down. Again, four days per week. Once this cycle starts, it's a 16-week cycle, and um, that's what we got going on currently on the Squat U Club right now. There we go. All right, guys. So hopefully this was a uh, helpful podcast for you guys that are interested in the science and just principles of programming. Obviously, quick and dirty to the point. Uh, we'll be able to go much more in-depth in future podcasts when Chad and I have both have a little bit more time in our busy <laughs> schedules to go more in-depth. Um, but yeah, uh, check that out if you're interested in Olympic lifting program and be on the lookout again for more content from Chad and I in the future. So uh, yeah, until next time, guys, happy squatting. All right, everyone, that is it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. For those of you that would like to support Squat University and everything that I do here with the podcast, if you head on over to patreon.com slash squat university, you can help support me for as little as $1 a month. You see, my day-to-day job as a physical therapy helps support a lot of the operational cost of Squat University, but I would like to continue growing the brand and making it bigger and bigger to create more and more value for you guys. So that's why I created a Patreon page, and you can help support Support me for as little as $1 a month and even get access to some live Q&A with me every single month. So head on over to patreon.com slash squat university. Until next time, guys. That's it for today, class. On Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshig. For more exclusive content, log on to squatuniversity.com.